This is a Four Sevens Network podcast. Foursevens.com. The Sniffer. Hello, Nora. Hello, Kathy. So you have the main story today. You know, I have been loving the Danes lately. Yes, what is with that? It's kind of getting like an obsession. I don't know. Uh, I just, I've been thinking actually that Scandinavian things are headed for a big return the way they were in the 60s. Well, Design and a Sweetie, we have had Danish furniture for a while now. <laughs> I don't look at my house. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you're flogging it. So what, well, what else other than Danish furniture? Well, here's an interesting design thing. Um, the Danish pavilion at the Venice Biennale, mm-hmm. uh, there's a big write-up in it on We Make Money, Not Art. And they did a collaboration with a bunch of academics in China to kind of address the problem of, okay, how can we address the fact that China in particular, but countries in general, are becoming massively more urbanized and less developed countries are industrializing and urbanizing at this very rapid rate. So how can we have that growth? without sort of completely despoiling the environment and killing us all. (laughs) So they came up with uh, a couple of interesting proposals, four interesting proposals, around sustainable development for large cities that are going to grow at a very quick rate. Mm -hmm. And two of the ones that were quite interesting was this plan for Chongqing, which is growing at a rate of a million people a year. And they have this idea for... Wow. Yeah, yeah. They have this idea for magic mountains... So they would have these setups of kind of artificial green mountains, except that they would be inhabited. And so at the very tips of them, you'd have these highly concentrated, sort of super modern developments of people. And then as you go further towards the base of the mountain, they would be more structured like traditional Chinese villages, a little more dispersed and and that kind of thing. And then Mm. in the sort of valleys between the mountains, they would have living machines, what they call living machines, to generate renewable energy, treat waste, and so on. Mm-hmm. So because the that challenges yeah, the challenges they're facing are really kind of huge, right? Like a city that's urbanizing at the rate of a million people a year, or, you know, parts of Beijing that have been really radically polluted, so they're not actually safe to live in right now, or trying to create suburbs that will incorporate the best of uh, urbanism and uh, rural, but still be a reasonable commute, all these kinds of interesting problems. You know, at one level, it's all very super optimistic and terribly Bruce Mao and everything. But at yeah. another level, I think that those problems are going to have to be addressed by partnerships of designers and thinkers and politicians across countries. They're not just sort of localized solutions, I don't think. So is this something that was just proposed by the Danes, or is this something that the Chinese government is actively interested in pursuing? Their models it's a concept. done in collaboration with Chinese academics and students. Yeah. So there's some partic- there's participation at the Chinese level, but I don't know that the Chinese government has signed off on it. You know, part of me would go, oh, yeah, right. You know, they'll never do that. But you sort of see some interesting movements afoot in different areas. And one is like, you know, we're always talking about Rudolf Steiner and biodynamics. <laughs> You're always talking yeah, about Rudolf well, Steiner and true. biodynamics. No, but it's this sort of, or and remember a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about permaculture, mm-hmm. which it's sort of, it's the same kind of an idea. It's sort of a, a cradle to cradle way of looking at the world, how everything we use, we have to be able to reuse. It has yeah. to be, and it, but it can't just be like for cars. It has to be for everything. So it seems that a lot of different people are thinking along these same philosophical bends. 
Yeah. And, not, yeah, and it's an interesting, the, your cradle-to-cradle point, I think, is interesting that it's not really thinking about it as just, you know, it generates byproducts rather than thinking of it as being waste, and the byproducts are just things that you use in another kind of way. But the, but I did sort of think that the other part of it is that this rapid urbanization, which everyone talks about as being this new phenomenon for the 21st century, mm-hmm. kind of implies that these huge factory farms are working for us, but they don't really seem to be working for us. I, there's part of me that's kind of suspicious of that whole, oh, you know, we'll just solve all the problems with better engineering because our track record isn't really very good about that. But wow. at the same time, I'm loving no. the Danes. So. But there are a couple of things. Actually, I have a super snappy. I was going to tell my main story first, yeah. but I have a super <laughs> snappy. This is, you're all about the springing story. Though. I know. Well, no, no, no. But this is just a very, very, very short thing. This is something that's happening in Silicon Valley. And solar power is going through the roof. They are driving a sizzling, and I quote, $11 billion worldwide market in solar energy. So solar energy is, yes, so it is officially taking off. And some of the traditional energy providers are in fact concerned that they are going to be driven out of business. This is all coming from fears about global warming, and they've just, they've triggered it. So I thought that that was exciting. And the other thing- Did you read that thing in the, well, not only in the globe, but that British economist that was talking about the economic impact of global warming being, I think he, I think the figure was $7 trillion. I caramba, yeah. as Bart Simpson would say. <laughs> so anyway, and keeping with building, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> me yes. and affordable housing. I have. Are you reading a book about this or something? No, but I have even more after this one. Every time I go, I find more and more and more. And there's this place, but it's called First Penthouse. And the idea is, is that they look at you know like these beautiful old fancy dancy places in london and they are reconfiguring the roofs of these or the roofs so roofs or roofs roofs I think. roofs roofs unless rule lives there and then it's a roof they're reconfiguring these with these gorgeous luxury penthouses that they build off-site that are gorgeously appointed like i don't know how you could call this a prefab and I also, they didn't say anywhere how much they cost, but they build them. And then they crane them up on top, drop them down, and it takes 24 hours to install. And that's complete. That's like with, with plumbing and stuff? Plumbing, hydro, sewage, you name it. So and they're gorgeous. Is it the idea, I guess, that if you're living in a city that has a lot of old buildings where you can't just tear it down and... Yeah, no, it's the idea is to put another level on existing buildings. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like if you were a developer, you might go to one very, you know, large apartment complex and say, okay, um, I want to, we want to make a deal with you to buy your roof. And then they would go out and they would sell portions of the roof, like acreage, roof acreage to clients. But when you think about it, it's brilliant. It's infill architecture, really, because like in cities now, like in Toronto, although they've turned it down, they wanted to turn certain laneways, and well, allowing people to throw houses up in laneways. And they turned it down. My friend Brian kept saying, "Use the garage at the they turned <laughs> back it down. of the there house." There you go. <laughs> oh, so you were going to do it? Why don't you put it? You could put another or another story on top of your house, and I could move in. <laughs> but anyway, I think it's fabulous. And I'm going to be back with more stories about portable <laughs> housing. Until you finally break me. That's right. You're cute, but you're a pill. <laughs> Bye. Bye.